on this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. Chester, how you ain't dead? I don't know. I was already dead. <laughs> Just falls down dead. I forgot. Dies. <laughs> I forgot. After sparring with a spooky specter. You had met up with some Nectaras. You got some information about the place from them, and then you went further in. You found this room with these, like, runes on the walls, and the walls are kind of, like, curved and oddly shaped. Uh, and inside was this specter of Droxolos, this cleric figure that had led people astray to secretly and unwittingly worshipping his lord, Yogg-Sothoth. Micah's angels push further into the haunted cradle of quartz. This long hallway appears more like a natural fracture than a corridor created by design. The eastern wall is covered with giant hexagonal prisms more than a foot across and several feet long, ending in six-sided pyramids that cover the wall in glittering razor-sharp points. Ooh. But run into a familiar foe. It's the bad dog. Uh, it's, it's the, the bad, bad dog. dog. Uh, I'm going to need everyone who can see it right now to make me a fortitude save. It's time to fight that dog. Chester sees <laughs> that negative energy leave Sykir's hands and he licks his lips. I don't actually think I want to cast harm anymore. <laughs> now. Modius went down to Chelyax. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was waiting way behind. He was willing to make a deal. And when he came across Abergrail Throne, sitting on a fiddle and playing a hot, deviled up, up on a hickory stump and said, Throne, let me tell you what. She was sitting on the fiddle? Dun, 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 Abigail Rune. <laughs> Syllables did match up. Hey, listen, I'm trying. <laughs> Welcome back to Derek's Tour of the Inner Sea. Uh-huh. Uh, interruption. This is now Jacob's <laughs> Tour of the Inner Sea. Welcome to Chelyax. We got devils. So I got a question. Uh-oh. Whenever she was sitting on the fiddle, was that the first, the second, or the third time that family was damned? I really just want to hit the Duke Nukem button. It uh, was the first time. Okay. <laughs> Fun fact! Isn't the... No, you, you get into your spiel. Okay, so listen. Now we're in Chelyax. We talked about Taldor. Now we're going down our way down the different... Um We'll say nations that left Taldor. And the first and most important, obviously, is Chelyax, my infernal beloved. The third gallon went down to Chelyax. They were looking for something to review. That's right. Chelyax is, and uh, what was the actual definition of their, their government? It is... Uh, a, infernal Empire. Oh, there you, thank you. I was looking for that. Hell yeah. There's an infernal empire where Diab... Mm, Diabol... Mm, where di- diabolical <laughs> diabolism where diabolism reigns free and asmodeus they're called sports spheres <sighs> diabol is life baby oh you shut up diabetes nuts you know how great it is to be on this side of the conversation man i'm trying to get i'm so technical minded i'm trying to add to you listen you guys got all the jokes i could just be serious yeah <laughs> i don't know anything about chelyx so i'm just gonna sit here and Make jokes. Absorb. In the year 
a long time ago, Chelyax was part of Taldor. In the year, how long time ago? A long time ago. Boy, I love this biblically accurate <laughs> reading. Well, because I didn't write down the years for all this, because I'm not that technically. I have the thing pulled up here. But uh, so at one point, Chelyax was part of Taldor. They didn't like it. So when Taldor was busy doing military exercises elsewhere in his empire, they said, we good, and they broke away and started doing their own thing. And they did it really, really well. Chelyax has always been an empire of law and order uh, from the very beginning. And uh, they grew really, really big. Uh, Chelyax is located, I'm trying to find the map. They're um, on the um, uh, western side of the inner sea. Yeah, the western side of the inner sea there to the west of Endoran. Uh, they are south of Nidal, and then they hit a, uh, a river, and to their west is just ocean. Uh, and they are a very large empire. At their peak of their uh, strength, they were as big as, if not bigger, than Taldor. But then things happened. Chelyax is a real big follower of Aroden, you know, the god of humanity, the last Aslanti. And <laughs> was. Was. Uh, they looked forward to his coming back to such a degree they thought he was going to return to their empire, rule their empire on the mortal plane, and just rock everything. And on the eve of Aroden's return, he didn't. He died. Not only he didn't, <laughs> he died. And the funny thing is, is that the current ruler of Chelyax at that point in time had prepared Chelyax for Aroden by basically doing away with all of his own power, uh, basically tearing apart how the government worked so that when Aaron came, he would just be in charge. So Aaron didn't come back. The clerics lost their powers. Their God is dead. And now there is no power. This the is noble, why we firmly believe in a separation of church and state. That's very important. Not in Pathfinder. <laughs> Not in Pathfinder. Whoa. Uh, there Apparently. was a 30-year civil war between the how the noble houses and anybody who wanted power and at the end of this 30 year civil war the house of throne came out on top they had been worshiping devils for a while in secret but after they became after they came to power they established the diabolic empire and asmo the church of asmodeus was the official state religion so if you want a nice evil empire to do your stuff in Chelyax is your goal right there yeah it is uh Chelyax is church of asmodeus which is basically the devil oh, rockney asmodeus uh, rockney asmodeus uh, asmodeus 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 it's basically the most important thing about Chelyax is law and evil. The, the, oppression is the key word for Chelyax. Their system of government is made to keep the law and keep those on the bottom on the bottom and those on top on top. So Chelyax is big on diabolism. <laughs> I got it right that time. Woo! Woo! Making deals with devils, devils is accepted if kept secret, because you don't want to admit to people, you have to ask the devil for power. Uh, though a lot of people were not a big fan of this change, so they split off. Uh, I will mention specifically two. Enderan is one of them. And that's important because that would be the next place we talk about. And then another important one is, I like it is why I'm, it's important, is Sargava, which I'll mention why later on. Uh, so harsh order becomes the new norm in the Chelish Empire, whereas they were following originally a god of law and good. Uh, oh, no, he was just a good god. Uh, 
He uh, was lawful neutral, I believe. Lawful neutral is yeah. what you found out. Oh, lawful neutral, not even good. So as opposed to being just law, they are now law and oppression. They're harsh order. The hell knights, you know, uh, enforce the law. Hell knights. You can pretty much get what that's all about from the name alone. Um, and they are, I mean, if you're looking for an evil empire that is a lawful, harsh place, Chilex is the place. They've got the halfling slaves are a big deal. Strix are mistreated, also slaves. Typhlings are looked down on because they're evidence of dealings with devils. Uh-uh, and not slaves. They just work for minimum wage. We're talking one E here. They're slaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, and so it's the kind of, it's the kind of place where manipulations and uh, social things happen behind the scenes. Most of the leaders of Chelyax die mysterious or violent deaths so that the next in line can be, can, uh, come in control and the current leader uh, in 1E and 2E it's the same leader is her infernal magistrix queen abrigail the second of the thrice house thrice, thrice damned, thrice damned house of thune or twice damned house of thune if um you're in 1E i don't know what the third damnation is but i thought so i was looking at this i'm wondering if it's either a typo or something because in the, some of the 1E stuff I've seen, it is thrice damned. In 1E, it's also thrice damned? Yeah. Okay, that's because in the in the PDF that I'm looking at, uh, Chelyax, the Infernal Empire, it says the twice damned House of Thrun, but I also swear at some point in it, it, it did say thrice, thrice. damned. I think um, the number of damnings is the number of like successor It's people. not successors. I, I've looked it up online and there's not a solid answer. You actually would have a better chance of getting an answer from one of your adventure paths. Um, Hell's Rebels or Vengeance, I, or vengeance one okay. of those and I believe what it was is the first damning is when uh, Asmodeus made a deal with uh, the first Queen Abigail the first the second damning was the contract for the Church of Asmodeus to be in power in Chelyax and the third damning is kind of nebulous you know you can use that for what you want in your homebrew adventure um, and that is kind of where Chelyax is right now they are not as powerful as they once were but they are a powerful dangerous empire who are who openly worship the uh, essentially the king of hell fun fact though is that even though the church of asmodeus is the main religion chiliax is such a religious empire and they always have been uh that like other religions are not outlawed you can find temples to abadar aristil iomade phrasma even shalin and as long as you follow the law of the house of throne and the laws of asmodeus it's fine to worship other deities um let's see i had some other fun facts anybody else has something looked at they want to throw out before i accidentally take I, it i like chiliax i think chiliax is a cool part of the setting um, fallen empire, but different than Taldor, where Taldor kind of falls in on itself, like corruption and over or not, what is it? Um, overabundance of like nobility yeah. and whatever. Cheliax like kind of built itself on Aridan's legacy and Aridan's church so much so that whenever his death happened, the empire basically collapsed and it falling from basically lawful neutral to lawful evil in that process is a really cool play. It also, I think, is one of the cooler ways in a setting to make um, tieflings make more sense and like where someone would be a tiefling and come from. Because it's always just like you have some sort of infernal or planar influence in your lineage. But it's very nebulous. Yeah. Versus here, it's just like you can see, oh, well, if you lived in Cheliax, perhaps 
um, and had to deal with the church of Asmodeus or devils. It could be, especially if you're part of like the nobility or something, um, very easy to kind of identify places where planar influence could happen. Yeah. I also like to use that as an example of, you know, how Typhlings and ASMR is not always, you're not always banging celestials or fiends, you know, it's the act of making a deal with a planar thing can affect you in ways that even affect your bloodline. Right. Cause like, so a lot of deep de- devils out there that I can't see people wanting to go for. Succubus is easy to understand. Well, that's but demon. No, that's- if people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to fuck a demon and they fuck a, a succubus. Okay, like I, that's weak. That's understandable. That's I, I like what was my uh, lock guy? He 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 was based off of a shadowy grackle colored demon. I was like, I don't I don't see that attraction there. But you know what? Were you a clip off? Good spawn? on you. Yes, I might know. I don't remember, but that's not important here. Uh, it was it's great that the like the actual deals can do it as well, which is why Typhlings are so prevalent in Cheliacs, because now everyone's making deals with devils. Yeah, I I, I think it's cool because uh, it's nice in a setting. It's a weird thing to say. As a GM, it's nice in a setting to have just, you know, World War II level bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, looking at Cheliacs reminds me of, let's use a, 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 the, the Empire from Star Wars. Right. They are strong. They are a force for order, but geez, they murder their way through the ranks to get power. Imperium of man. Yeah. <laughs> Imperium of man. Um, it is just a nice evil empire. It is yeah. a pure example of what lawful evil is supposed to look like yes yeah yes it is i think if you're interested in this like obviously so we've mentioned the book already cheliacs the infernal empire is a 1e campaign setting and it is everything you would want for lore um in 1e also there were two major adventure paths set in cheliacs that came out like as a pair yeah um there's other ones that have taken place in and around Cheliacs. I think um, Council of Thieves was also in Cheliacs. Um, but the main two I'm thinking of is uh, Hell's Rebels and Hell's Vengeance. Hell's Rebels is about being like a group of rebels in Cheliacs. Uh, and Hell's Vengeance is about is it, 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 it was one of the first and only evil adventure paths. Yeah, where you're like crushing the rebels, right? You're, yeah, it's it's really cool. They came out like w- one after the other, um, and this is all one e stuff. So if you're into two e, you know not much you can do with it. But like that's really cool, um, and I am so glad they did that because it's so neat to have to take the backdrop of this just almost comically evil nation state and use it for an, an evil campaign. So Tui has one now, uh, technically with Bloodlords, but that's more undead than specifically well, evil. Are you evil in that one, or are you just undead? That's, that it's, is- it's set in Geb, so it's like you're supposed to be undead, but you don't have to be evil. Yeah. But you probably should be. You know, it's it's 2E, so like even before they well, were Well, it depends. Are you fighting against evil or are you trying to help someone? E- you know, I don't know, but that's... that's I- it's not... So it's not like in Hell's Vengeance, which is the Cheliacs one, you are like an evil party and you fight like good people. Yeah. I don't think it's like that so much in Bloodlords. Okay. Um, that's what makes the 1E one so cool. It's just like you are just literally the evil people and... I mean, you got to rein it in somehow to be fun for a campaign, but the idea of that is really fun. You can get away with that every now and then. Um, we actually have some stuff in our 
uh, Adventure Path games connected to Cheliax. Uh, Drow's character, Leary Ann, played a Tifling from Cheliax. Tifling Gunslinger. And I ha- we have like a homebrew settlement set in the Whisperwood in eastern Cheliax uh, that we built some lore around for our games. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It just goes to show you, like, with all this stuff for GMs out there wanting to get into using Galarian, uh, adventure paths are obviously the best and great, but, like, you don't have to run them bog standard. Like, the cool thing about using the rich world of Galarian is you can write a homebrew world in these, like, really well-fleshed-out campaign settings per nation. Like, and you can do something with a big evil empire in the same uh, whole setting that you could do something like Alkenstar, yeah. right? You can do it in the same place. And then even if you are going to run adventure pass and modules, you have this huge tapestry of lore to pull from when you make your characters. Speaking well. of lore, uh, one of the, the coolest ways I find to bring lore to life or bring a place to life is to include little fun facts. It's that, that, that shows that they are a, you know, quote unquote living place. And so while I was looking through this PDF about Cheliax and some of the wikis, I found some stuff that I figured I'd mention just because it, it brings the place to life. Uh, for one thing, uh, the house of Thrun, no one knows much about it before, for, why it's damned? Uh, well, yeah, they don't know why. Uh, no one knows about it before it became in power because the House of Thrun loves to alter and erase history. Every three months, one of the Hell Knight orders goes through, expunges, and alters the history, writes it up, and then takes it to all the academies and all of the places of knowledge and replace the old versions of history with the new versions of history mm-hmm. and then burn the old ones in clarity pyres. This, uh, <laughs> Chelix kind of sucks. Yeah. Can you imagine living there? I was once in a game. Council of Thieves takes place in uh, the capital or the former capital, uh, West Crown. And I didn't know this. I came in at about level 10 Mm -hmm. and DM said, all right, so you're in the former capital of Chelix. I'm in Chelix. That's how uh, I responded. I told you, DM. Uh, the art is very <laughs> important to the people of Cheliax because it shows others that they are better. And the highest form of art is opera. Huh. That a settlement is not considered to be a true settlement on the, like, a major player on the national stage unless it has at least one opera house. And I found this out by flipping through the individual places that uh, the operas can get pretty intense and that they are, oh, where are you at? Uh, era, uh, yes, there was a special quality for the current capital of uh, Cheliax called Decadent Art. Uh, enjoy decadent art and brutal stagecraft, including the theater of the real, which features the gruesome onstage deaths of the principal actors. And Jeez. that's just accepted. And uh, my favorite last little fact so that we can get done with this is that Cheliax hates the Pirates of the Shackles. Oh, yeah. They hate them because the the um, colony that I mentioned earlier, Sargava, Sargava uh, was in the shackles or just past it. And after Aridan died, there was a storm that appeared between Chelyax and the shackles. And that by time any fleet from Chelyax can get through the Eye of Abendego, uh, the pirates can wipe out the uh, the fleet and the pirates are paid by Sar- Sargava Sargava to protect Sargava. Yeah. So it has broken off and is now its own thing because of the pirates. But it's also, 
important because one of the houses in the Civil War was backed by Sargava. Yeah. It was the other major house that lost to the House of Thrun. It was da- House Davian, I think. It started with a D, but I didn't note it. Like the prince? Uh, what? Or is that Stavian? That's Stavian. Okay. Stavia. Um, Activia. <laughs> Yeah, it's House Davian. So, like, they were the, like, noble house kind of govern. One of their major members was the governor of Sargava. And so, like, they had a lot of naval power. And um, it seems that that's why Cheliax now just hates the shackles in Sargava. Yeah, Sargava just uses the pirates. Pir- to pirates themselves. offend them in the first place, cause law and order. But the pirates protect Sargava from Cheliax, and Cheliax is looking for a way to get rid of the the free captains of the shackles. Fun fact. Uh, and there's a lot of other stuff I could talk about, but this may have went on long enough. Uh, I got one more thing before we close. Oh, out. there we go. So uh, the the big Chelish civil war that led to House Thrun's ascension. Uh, had a decisive battle between Thrun, House Thrun and House Davian. Uh, and the uh, decisive clash was called uh, the Battle of a Hundred Kings. That's a really cool name for a battle, especially from a bunch of like noble houses or whatever. It's a really neat name. I just thought that was good and creative. Good job, Paizo. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, <sighs> there's they some... could do something interesting with the drow. If only. If only they could come up with a way to still have subterranean... Something that's not snake people. Sneeple. I, oh, yes. I will say it again. Drow will always be canon in my uh, edition of Galarian, mm-hmm. and we will erase snake people for the sake of spite. This is a threat. I'm going to have a a snake person ranger from the Darklands named Drist. <laughs> and more importantly, as long as this podcast is running and playing things relevant to Galarian, we will complain about the lack of drow uh, very vocally, uh, even though there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of complaining, centuries before the Starstone was raised, the Wizard King's necks and Geb warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable magic wasteland. From the glowing ashes of the Mana Wastes arose Alkenstar, the city of smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clockwork wonders. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. Odds. On its streets, life in Alkenstar is a nonstop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here that a desperate group, hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the one who casts them out. Out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. So when we last left you guys, uh, you killed a ghost. Scooby-Doo style, except there was no trap. Zoinks. Um, that way just straight up killed him instead of demasking him. Yeah. Had we tried to do that, we'd just pull off his goddamn head. You're just, he was incorporeal. You just wave your hand through his head. So last we left you guys, you were still in the Cradle of Quartz. You're hunting down Kosawana, this figure that has fled from Alkenstar here um, and apparently reverse uh, engineered uh, the Pyronite formula. Uh, you're trying to tie up some loose ends and find him. Uh, hopefully talk to him. Uh, Jacob is pretty sure that he's going to be a bad, a big bad. Well, I hold on. I take that back now. It sounds like he's been kidnapped. You were very sure and you're going to have to fight him in the Clockwork Sphinx. Speaking of which, you did fight. Exactly, um, yes. You fought a bunch of different things in here. There's been a lot of undead, and this temple is in very rundown state. Uh, you've also been assailed a couple different times by this Hound of Tindalus, this other dimensional being. This bad dog. Who hurts the at you just by looking at dog. you. 
Uh, last we left, though, you had met up with some Nectaras uh, related to the ones you found out in the Olfen longship in the middle of the desert. Uh, and you got some information about the place from them, and then you went further in, you found a, an old archive and a secret door that led to this room with these, like, runes on the walls, and the walls are kind of, like, curved and oddly shaped. Uh, and inside was this specter of Droxolos, this uh, cleric figure that had led people astray to secretly and unwittingly worshipping uh, his his lord, Yogg-Sothoth. Uh, he attacks you guys, uh, and and Sykir blasted the hell out of him with some disrupt undead, but not before he could uh, temporarily control Eleanor and then flail uselessly against Chester's half-undead body. And it really <laughs> helped that I rolled really poorly. Mm-hmm. You got stuck in some, uh, you got stuck in some Vines hentai style. Really if I'm going to roll poorly, let me roll poorly at opportune times. That's right. So Jacob had a great combat. Uh, Kat had a not so great combat. I had a wonderful combat. Hey, I wanted to be ineffective when I was dominated. And uh, Drow basically almost soloed him for damage. <laughs> Y'all should have just let left me solo and let him. Chester hang out with them. <laughs> He's like, hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> just walk in, lock the door. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> you ready to meet God? You ready to meet Yogg-Sothoth? Williams. Williams. <laughs> uh, so this guy's dead, dead. He's dissipated. Yeah, he, he fell apart. Uh, he laughed at you guys. He seemed very confident. And he tried to get Sykir under his control, uh, it, but he failed, and Sykir just said, Yeet. Uh, and blasted him with some disrupt undead, and you are now out of combat. When he died, did he leave anything behind, like specter dust, items, uh, artifacts, maybe? Is uh, there any ectoplasm that we can use to make of, potions? Out of this incorporeal being just falls a completely corporeal leather journal. I'd love it. No, it doesn't. You already oh, found his journal. I did. Uh, Chester wants to go check out this table coffin over here. Unpause the game, For how DM. long? Will I remain frightened one and stupefied two? I think if you made the save and didn't critically make it, uh, you'll be stupefied two for an hour. Jeez. Frightened, you can basically go ahead and check off because that counts down each round. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to look at? This coffin slash table over here. Why don't I read you the flavor text for this room yet again? <gasps> Ooh, please do. Uh, faded circles of occult runes and winding scripture adorn the walls of these alcoves, the curving architecture and winding facades of which stand in sharp contrast to the precise angular designs of the rest of the temple. Uh, and you see uh, there's honestly not a lot. What's this big thing in the middle of the floor? It looks like a coffin. It does look like a coffin. I think it's not, though. It actually doesn't tell me exactly what it is. What? It's just a rectangular shape. I want to save this for the, uh, for the, uh, the, what's our talky part after the adventure's over? Catching up. I will save this for the catching up. Disgusting. Our talky part? It's a talky part. It's no play. It's just talky. Uh, I think it is actually just some sort of altar. Oh, and so I would assume there's nothing on there because you didn't know what it was. Oh, you mean like there's something on the dais? On the, the dais. dais. On the dais. Uh, is there a door right there or is it an open doorway? It, it is an open doorway. All right. Chester would like, if there's nothing to search for in here, I could roll, but... Sure. Okay. Uh, I am going to roll before my dragon Drake, Drake heart before thing runs your- out. 
I'm going to spend Eagle double. Eagle Eye Elixir. That's right. No, no, I have my armor one on right oh, okay. now, uh, which is a shorter time period, which is why it's important I do this right now. If it's okay, I'm going to do double time and get plus two to it. Okay. 18 plus 18 is 36. Um... Yeah, you don't see anything. Uh, you you actually going out in there? You're just looking out the door. Oh, I'm just standing right here, searching this room. Oh, the whole room. My bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't find anything particularly useful. All right. Um, let's see. Yeah, this looks like some sort of like the altar and the like some of the iconography that looks like it's dedicated to Yogsathoth. All right, what so I'd say. it's just an altar. All right. Chester would like to rest now. Chester's going to say, "I'm I'm kind of out of my stuff for today." I, I, I'm out of bombs. I'm out of my, well, not completely, but my important bombs. I'm out of my special daily stuff because you know how that's how, how that works. We should sleep. Not in here. Not in here. Well, maybe in here. Look at the walls. Dog can't come in through here. The door is open Perhaps. over here, though. It could come in here. It just wouldn't be quite as powerful. We could close the door. There's it a door over here on the other side. It can't open. walk through walls. It teleports it only get through in corners. corners. Which is why this room in particular is good. No, we let's have to go watch back that to the, the room with our friends. Let's go hang out with the little guys. Well, you yeah, hang out with the little guys. guys. I don't want to hang out with little, just little guys. Just little They'll guys. also raise an alarm if something happens, so we can actually sleep. All right, let's go. Let's go hang out with the small people. So it's only been like what twenty minutes since you last saw them. Yeah. You knock at the door. You all look <gasps> horrible. Usuvu's sick. Usuvu is sick. Whenever you had your fight with the uh, monks, yeah. she contracted yeah. black epoxia. Oh, jeez. Where do I stand in here? The, the room is just so full. Just sit in the water. Oh, yeah. It's cool. Splish, splash, take a, take uh, even I do take still a, have a third level spell left. I could do remove disease. Oh, that would be great. Alrighty. Usuvu. Usuvu. And dare I say. Boo. Boo. Let's see what the DC's come back for that. You have to counteract it. I mm-hmm. think uh, Foundry will give you a button to roll that. 30. 30. That will Woo! do it. 10 minute power slap. 10 minute. Uh, yet again. Just <laughs> slow motion cat slap. Uh... It's just 10 minutes of looking at her and then right at the end I reach her and I whack her across <laughs> just the face. Just like really quick. Mm-hmm. Um... I start casting this. She doesn't know. Catch her off guard. Mm-hmm. Flat footed if you will. Gotta, Flat footed. Gotta slap the sickness out of her. Uh, I'll beat the shit out of you. you. Yeah, you guys mind if we sleep in here? It's fine. Just sleep in the water. No. I would rather not, but no, all right. There are on the map here, there's like a ton of these little guys. <laughs> so flip, many. Flitting around. But like this is also a bit of a taller-ish cavern, and they're not all like on the floor. Yeah. The little bat people. Oh, so this place smells like shit. A little bit. Do they I sleep see. hanging they're, up to down? They're fade. They don't poo. They could. They don't. No, they no, could. no. They Fairies poop don't poop. into a fey dimension. Bag of pooping. <laughs> I think one way to do it. <laughs> Just connects directly to the poo dimension. Oh, by yep. God, don't flip this bag over. Fun fact, <laughs> in one of my uh, homebrew adventures before we switched over to Galarian, I had a poop elemental, and Jacob has never forgiven uh, me yes, for it. Yes, you did. You had my character gets smothered by a poop elemental <laughs> on the anniversary of the day he found his wife's body. <laughs> Trying to, you know, completely take your dramatic After- backstory and make it after joke. walking through with a group of stupid teenagers, my character was done. He was ready to kill a kid. Yeah. My character had to hold you back yeah. from killing a teenager. <laughs> we were doing a Scooby-Doo uh, <laughs> themed little 
one-shot kind of thing. Except these kids were incompetent. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are the adventurers, of course. Yeah, that's fair. You could have competent NPCs. Look at Asuvu! I know, I had to play them differently back then. Also, Asuvu is a party NPC, not a, like, story NPC. Anyway, uh... <laughs> I'd like to nap. Uh, you may nap. I don't even bother with treat wounds oh. unless you need it, because if you're here... It's like Chester's at full health. You've been adventuring for like four hours. It's like noon. You can just take the rest of the day and yeah, heal up. I want a hero point for healing Asuvu. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up because I have a couple hero points to hand out. Actually, oh. uh, oh. for, for for starters, everyone resets back to one because yes. it is an episode divisible by four. Mm-hmm. Uh, for second, I want. Uh, you to take a, a hero point for removing disease successfully every time you've done it. Mm. Uh, particularly with black epoxia because that would have been capital B bad. And then lastly, I want to hand out a hero point to Eleanor for being a good sport while being controlled. Yay! I forgot to do that last week. Um, Thank you. So there we go. And you'd like to you don't get a hero point because like you didn't take any points of damage. I mocked him so much I deserve a hero I worked point. very hard to be a good sport about being controlled. Thank you. It's okay. Chester doesn't need hero points. He's got device strategy. <laughs> You've got device strategy. Oh, before we actually go to sleep, though, since we have all this time, um, Chester wants to look through the journal one more time and specifically look for the Hound of Tindalos. Uh, all right, so you open up this, like, journal thing that you found in the secret room. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember, this is like an actually magic item. It's an endless grimoire. Yes. Um, it's like a journal. It also has his notes and looks like it has some of his plans. There's a lot in here. You spend a lot of time reading it, but you can tell that it would take you several days uh, to get through it all. But the kind of gist that you get... Uh, the kind of high, higher points again is you see it has some details about um, using the like identity of the 13th ordinal and intentionally leading some bry people astray because the 13th ordinal seemed like his whole thing was the cradle of courts the original person who found it remarked that like they found it like by accident but they remarked that they spent a couple days resting here but it felt like no time passed at all when they left it Hmm. Um, and the, he used that to basically create this mythos about it being a holy site for Bri and her unknown property of time. But it was all a lie because he worships Yogg-Sothoth, who is a deity like around time. Uh, he's an outer god. And he drew people in and was able to like uh, subvert them into, ended up like subverting them into worshiping Yogg-Sothoth and perverting the worship of Bri. And eventually something happened and an actual Hound of Tindaloos came. Um, and that's when people started dying. And that's when the church looked into this, you can imagine. And, and they were like, hey, put the, this is a kibosh on it. <laughs> so, like, no, bad. The other thing you find out, because uh, you wouldn't need more time to get anything else, but uh, he wasn't like a human man. He was a, a, an entity called a Shrine Skelm. If you want to know more about that, Ooh. you would need to make a society check. Oh, oh, oh. You go on ahead of your smarts people stuff. <laughs> I am so smart people stuff. Sometimes it's fun to play the dumb character. Oh, I, I, I have to turn off or my rather just not trick and heart John right now. Because Am I unstupefied? You are unstupefied. That was Yay! only for two hours. Affect my ability to uh, 
do this knowledge check. No, more Let's stupid. Let's do it. Oh, wait. It didn't affect it. That is 8 plus 15 is 23. Uh, 23 will do it. So a shrine skelm is a, a skelm is a type of being. Wow. Rage-filled skelms are drawn to any settlement with more than a few hundred souls using magical disguises and leveraging social norms to their benefit. These antlered monsters crave a fearful respect and brutally punish any who dare dis- disagree with their lofty opinions, even in the slightest degree. Although oh. quite dangerous on their own, skelms are at their deadliest when leading an angry mob. Huh. Their cruel oh. and exploitative nature has made their names synonymous with villainy. Uh, a shrine skelm, more specifically, the unquestioned authority that a priest wields with the influence over even the most intimate details of a congregation's lives is the ultimate prize for a shrine skelm. So basically, they're like a, um, oh, a, a humanoid type of creature that I feel like the best way to describe it is like super manipulating and narcissistic. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And they look for positions of power to enforce whatever they want to enforce. Right. And this one in particular likes the power that a priest can have over right. the minds of people. Exactly. Interesting. But there's no information specifically about the bad dog. No. Okay. Bad dog. Cool. Get your newspaper. Whack. Get the bad dog. I bet this dog has peed in the house somewhere in here. Hmm. What do you think this puddle you're laying in is, Chester? No! Why the dog doesn't come in here? It goes up to the top. He pees down the hole. That's nasty. It's the peepus room. What's the dog doing? Peepus. Peepus room. Anyway, uh, <laughs> peepus aside. Uh, do we need to set a watch? For when we set a watch, Derek, do we need to roll for setting a watch? No. I mean, you get if you can like rebar the door. And yeah. Reinforce it. These creatures have been pretty much untouched. Uh, but when we bar the door, I do want to especially note, note that on the little corners by the door, we put some wood to make it not a 90 degree angle. There yes, you go. Like 45. Yeah. You just make a pile. That's right. No, no, it creates uh, obtuse angles. Yeah. Obtus. Uh, but yet you go through the night and nothing happens. It is the morning of the Good next day. Sleep. What would you like to do? Chester wakes up, rings out his clothes after sleeping in the puddle, <clears throat> gives uh, a big stretch. Does Saikir, like, shake their feet out? They didn't sleep in the puddle. <laughs> <laughs> Chester a, sleeps face down in the what? puddle. <laughs> <laughs> Chester, how you ain't dead? I don't know. I was already dead. Oh, that's right. <laughs> just, just falls down dead. I forgot. Dies. <laughs> I forgot. Forgot I was dead. <laughs> um, where do we want to go next? We could continue on through the secret door, or we could go to the main room and go through there. I kind of want to go through the secret door. Secret door. Denoted. Derek, can you move us to the secret door room so we don't have to navigate this hallway? Oh, yeah, you can't just highlight us because you'll get all the other guys, too. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, there's tons of little bat people. Army, move out. My my CR minus one army. Let's go. My CR minus one. One fireball. They're all dead. However, they would be enough to distract a villain. Yeah. But I would not use their cute little selves for distractions. I would. Protect them at all costs. The thing is, like, we could. (laughs) No, protect. I, uh, no, they've already stated they don't want to go with us, I'm pretty sure. 
They're too cute. Uh, Chester, when we get to this area, we'll drink an eagle eye elixir. I will have my sword drawn. And he will stand in front of the door and he'll be like, all right, we're ready to go. Oh, did we get attacked by the hound on our way up here? No. Okay. And Chester will lead the way through the door. I'm right behind you. He will have a whip drawn and that's it. Okay. Bam. Make a perception check, Chester. Oh, boy. This is the wrong die for perception check. That's my knowledge die. Right behind him. Do I need to make one too or no? 23. Seven on the die plus 16. 23. Uh, You don't see anything. That doesn't sound very reassuring. If it's a trap, it's a 24. Don't see anything. (laughs) Great. Um, There's a lot of crystal in here. All right, that's a dead end down there. Why to our north is a... Oh, What yes. you see when you pop out here. Yes, give me that flavor text. I- Thank you for the perception check. Uh, when you pop out, uh, this long hallway appears more like a natural fracture. That's hard to say. In the rock. Like a natural fracture. Uh, than a corridor created by design. So you can actually kind of see up really high. Oh. Uh, the eastern wall is covered with giant hexagonal prisms more than a foot across and several feet long, ending in six-sided pyramids that cover the wall in glittering razor-sharp points. Ooh. Uh, the many-colored crystals appear to grow directly from the wall in a jumbled arrangement. Well. And it is oh. really gorgeous. Like, you see these massive crystals just all along this long hallway. Chester will say, if y'all stay right here, I'll check out the cave-in to the north, and he'll make his I way to the cave-in. I don't want to leave Chester in. alone. Then somebody come I follow with him. Me. I just... And is there anything special at the cave-in to the north? No, it looks less like a cave-in and more like it's just the natural state of it. Okay. Um, it looks like this is a hall they made just... out of a naturally formed cavern. Okay. And Chester will go back. He'll be like... To the south. Uh, place yourselves on the map. I do love these crystals. They're really pretty. Will my uh, perception be my initiative? It's going to be a 25 in that case. Uh, you're going down <laughs> south towards the middle here? Yes, just move me until I get to wherever the combat starts. And keep me <laughs> you close You can move to yourself. Him. The game's on Okay. Pause. Well, I meant just because you already know where. Uh, Psyche, you rolled a perception check. Yep, Are you looking 16. for anything specifically? Uh, this is supposed to be initiative, which is uh, why I didn't talk about it. Well, funny you should say initiative. Um, I don't see. think it's very funny. Chester, when you come around the corner, uh-huh. uh, in the middle here of this hallway, that like opens up into a bigger room. Oh, can yeah. You see? It it's uh, uh, loosely. I can tell that. Let me move you so you can get it. It's a like a weird. It. Is there a pillar in the middle? There's something circular in the middle, uh, but big and circular, like walls circular. Yeah. Just so long as it's not right angles. Here. So far, it ain't. Actually, oddly enough, yeah, so far it's not. Uh, When you come around the corner here, the ceiling of this hexagonal chamber comes to a pyramidal point nearly 80 feet above the black stone floor. Oh. The most striking feature of this room, however, is front and center, a massive hemisphere of dazzling sandstone 40 feet across. The orb, only half of which is visible above the floor uh, in which it's set, is impressive, like impossibly smooth. Like a massive ball bearing or glass marble. Can I, can I roll to ponder this orb? Uh, you are pondering it, my good sir. Wow! Uh, and as you ponder this orb, <laughs> uh, you rolling over your perception check from earlier, you completely miss oh. a snarling yet invisible enemy. And what? we're going to go into initiative order. Uh, I am twenty-five. 
Okay. Because I get plus you two to my initiative. You have 25 in like seven years. Aha! Uh-huh. More like eight. Aha! That's why I said like. <laughs> seven is like eight. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. They're two completely different numbers. But they're kind of similar. No, they're not. One is angular, one is round. You have to guess underneath without going over. You can't stab with an eight. You can stab with a seven. Uh, Chester, your total was 25, you said? Yes. When you rolled earlier for initiative? Good. Uh, Unless it's a trap, then it's a 26. And Psyche, you just rolled, I think (laughs) it was a 16. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Eleanor, are you going to roll this time? I choose not to roll. Eleanor takes a second to check her nails and (laughs) buff her sword. Can you choose to go last if you don't know you're in a combat? (laughs) Well, I rolled very good on my initiative. Uh, Sounds like it. Yeet, 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 yeet. You're going to kill me? Huh? Huh, big man? Can I choose to go last if I don't know? You're going to murder me? Yes. It's just how initiative works. It's, it's, It's a very daring, very daring to to wait. Is this person concealed or uh, unobserved? Unobservable. Oh no, we might have to get into this now. Oh boy. I've been glad we've been avoiding this stealth stuff in 2E so far. I'm well, glad you ask because oh. they are currently undetected. Ah, good. Mm. Great. So then we don't even know we're in combat. Yes, but I'm going ahead and doing it because you will certainly find yes. out. Um, Why will we find out? Because it's going to break its invisibility by making a hostile <gasps> attack on the first thing it sees, which is Chester in this case. Williams. So you are going to be flat-footed. Uh-oh. Oh, no. That's bad. This is bad. undetected. <laughs> this is really bad. Oh, no. Uh, it's going to bite at you, Chester, uh, and I rolled... Don't. Just don't. 34. Yeah, that's a crit. Oh, Jesus. 14 on the die, so that's going to be a critical. Uh, Chester, you will take... And really oh. high damage, oh, too. 48 points of damage. Ouch, as so appearing pretty. next to you... Your uh, ass is grass, man. And the crystal's <laughs> next to you. I'm at 37. It's the bad dog. Uh, it's, it's the, the bad, bad dog. dog. Uh, I'm going to need everyone who can see it right now to make me a fortitude save. Wait, wait, stop. No, because last time you found out that we weren't doing this right. Because if it's at the end of our turns, we have a chance to avert our gaze. Oh, um, am I, is that right? Oh, creature ends a turn to my emanation. You're right. Huh. All right. Uh, Sick. Way to you, go, buddy. Jacob. Jacob, you um, may live another round. You're welcome. <laughs> that could have killed me. <laughs> it could have, though. <laughs> wait, wait. It's not in a corner. It's still powerful. It was it's not invisible. In uh, I'll have you remember, it's not just about 90 degree angles. Uh, per your recall of the Hound of Tindalus. Oh, actually, yes, please do. When a Hound of Tindalus is not adjacent to a ni- structure angle of 90 degrees or more acute. More acute. More Acute. Yeah. I am in a pile of crystals. Oh, that's fair. You're right. You're um, right. You're right. I was looking at the wall, not the crystals. Yep. Uh, so that's one action. I have some more <laughs> actions here. Don't have to. I'm going to use my next two actions to cast a spell. I'm going to go hardball. I need Eleanor oh. to make a... Uh, I don't like this. No. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Make Wait, sure. does this mean that it has its resistance here? Yes. This oh. bad. This way bad. I need you to make me a fortitude save, Eleanor. Okay, fortitude is not terrible for me. 
but I rolled a five. So that's a 19. I wonder how 19. much Wait, 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 stop. I just got two hero points. I'm going to use one. Okay. Hey. I think that's worth it. Smart move. All right, die. Come on. Stop failing me. Oh, I rolled a nat 20. Oh, baby. That's a you 34. Are, so you are unaffected. Uh, Woo, worth it. And that is that. Uh, that's all my actions. I spent my last two to cast a spell. Cool. So next in the order is going to be Isuvu. Isuvu is going to... Should we... Hey, g- group, friends. Mm-hmm. Should we run? Nah. Okay. If we can get it out of... If you die, it's okay. The no, angles. That's bad. Isuvu and I can put hurting on it. Yeah, Isuvu is going to try and do a, a long move around Eleanor and Chester double move or two strides to get into flanking next to it amongst the crystals here. Not flanking. Uh, to set up for flanking. Okay. Um, and part of uh, part of that she can go ahead and draw both of her weapons because she has the gunslinger ability into the fray. Ooh. So she'll have one last action left. So she'll just use that to attack with the light pick because only want one. Uh, natural two. <laughs> uh, that's going to miss. But Does uh, Usuva want to use a hero point? <laughs> uh, Usuva doesn't have hero points because she is not a hero character. That's dumb. Uh, She's sh- been our hero. Chester that's right. Williams. Because this, he has a uh, pursue a lead on this beastie, he's uh-huh. going to use his free uh, divine stratagem. Jacob has the cross-eyed thinking face. Uh, Chester's gonna... He will not perish. He will Are you live. sure? He live forever. Okay. It is a new day if you want to attempt a so new too. recall knowledge. I, I can't because this is a free action, and technically speaking, that is one action to combine recall knowledge with it. I see. So I could do that, but I don't want to use that action to do that. So instead, Chester's going to chuck a Lyserium Moderate at it. Cool. That will be a 25 to hit. 25 with a nine on the die is going to miss. That's about what so I thought. You, Asuvu, and it will take splash. No, it takes splash. What about uh, me? No. Okay. If I miss, the the targeted creature will take the splash damage, and then everybody around it, nothing happens. Okay, just I curious. believe. So, how much damage is that going to be? Two. Okay. I, nah. I hoped it would die at that, but I didn't think it would die at that. Chester will then do one action draw. Oh, it does not look on Death's Door. Like we've we've really we really for not a whole on Death's Door. Night. No. I can't. Uh, yeah, uh, tra- uh, Chester will draw and drink for two actions of Drake and Heart Mutagen. Two actions. Okay. Cool. 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 And that is all of Chester's turn. Uh. All right. So that's Chester's oh, turn. No. Uh, yep, too late. Now, done. Yep. What were we going to say? I, I haven't clicked next yet. I didn't avert my gaze, but I can. You don't have any actions. That's right. Uh, so I'm going to just do that at the end of the round if because it, it's easier to do it basically at the mm-hmm. start of its turn because it okay. goes first. Yeah, that's fair. Um, although I guess technically affects action, so I should have Asuvu and Chester do that. Uh, my bad. Natural 20. Natural ah. 20. Uh, you take no damage. Uh, and then I wish I would have been attacked, but I'm not upset. Ooh, Suva got a natural 17. Natural 17 for a total of 28. That'll be a success. So Suva is going to take some damage. Half of 23 is going to be 11. Uh, that hurts. That's not too bad. All right. So next in the order is going to be Psyche here. I need you to make your flat check for explodey times. Uh oh. 
19. Oh, oh. critical success. So you, you could get your own spell that you wanted back, but you have <laughs> I have spells. nothing. All the spells. Yeah. Uh, Darn that's two. fine. Uh, I am going to cast Painful Vibrations on it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Painful Vibrations. Bad touch. Is that just targeted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one living creature. Okay, cool. Uh, so I need to make a fortitude save. DC 25. Look at all those D6s. All right, I got a decent chance at this. Let's see. Uh, okay, 28, normal success. Uh, so, so you half take damage. 10. Okay. Damage is damage. That's mm-hmm. right. And then I'm going to cast Lifelink. Uh, okay, and you can heal five and target two people. Yeah. Or take I'm, five damage, my bad. I'm going to target Usuvu and Chester. Oh! Okay. Yeah, I've so said that. You don't get healing. Uh, yeah. Oh, I could have used... Oh, oh! Max healing for Usuvu. on a 3d4, so 12. Did Usuvu take any damage or did yeah, they Yeah, that, that takes Usuvu back up to full. Nice. So that's nice. sick. Like, I still have all my health, so... Yeah, you're also choice. the closest to me. Cool, and that's all your actions. Mm-hmm. Nice use of turn. Eleanor, it is your turn. You'll start at the end. Oh, wait, uh, sorry, Sykir, make me a fortitude save, unless you, you don't have to spend any actions to avert your gaze. So, fortitude save, please. Who's mm. nose? Natural four. I uh, would like to use a hero point. Okay, go ahead. There we go. Oh, no, oh natural my three. Oh, goodness. Uh, Either way, honestly, either way, it's going to be mm-hmm. a critical failure. All right, oh. then I would like to get Actually, a spell back. Oh, yes, that's right. You can get a... Good uh, use. You have to roll, you have for, to roll it. for it. Yeah. Well, I didn't fail, so I do get a spell back. Hot dog. And you only Good spent one, so it's that one spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean again? Um, is Lifelink a focus spell or a regular spell? It is a focus <gasps> but spell. You sp- but you, you cast the hurdy painful bi- vibrations. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, painful yeah. vibrations. Ah, yes, I cast hurdy bones. Okay, but you just made the thing, so you only get that spell back. If you critically made your flat check, you would have options. I yes. See. I had to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, but you're going to take double at the damage it rolled, which is going to be, I'll go ahead and apply this. Um, 40. Uh, 19 times 2 will be 38. Yikes. Uh, okay, cool. Oof, that's a solid hit. Um now we can do Eleanor at the end. Uh, you'll start with Panache. Yes, Eleanor is going to step in here to flank. Okay. I oh. can do that, right? Yes. And then I'm going oh, to shiny. attack, strike with my rapier. Okay. Why is Eleanor shiny? Because I'm on the crystals. Oh. Because Eleanor is fabulous. Oh, the crystals shimmer. They do. Neat. Oh, crap. Um, No, I don't know if it's worth it to use my hero point. I'm just going to fail this one. 24. 24? No, excuse me, 22. 22, yeah, that will be a miss. So you moved, you attacked. I think you have one action left. I am going to use that one action left to avert my gaze unless the natural 20 made me immune. Mm. Uh, No, it's just for, it's a basic 4-2 for damage. Well, then I will avert my gaze. Oh, wait, you know what? I just, you always miss the last line. A creature that critically succeeds at its save is temporarily immune for 24 hours. Well, that would have been helpful yesterday. Oops. (laughs) Listen, audience, always question your DMs. Yeah. I will instead use my final action to raise my buckler. Good call. Uh, All right. Top of a new round. The bad dog's turn. Let's see. I'm going to... What do I want to do? Running away is what you normally do, scary dog. Hmm. I already hurt Chester pretty bad. Yeah, you did. The real question is, do I want to take Chester out of the fight? 
Chester's not a threat. You don't need to worry about him. Or do I want to, you know what? I know what I want to do. I want to look at Eleanor, and I hate doing this again, but I'm going to need you to make a will saving throw. Stop it. Oh, by God, Natty 14. So that is a 25 will save. 25. Oof. That's going to be a regular failure, uh, but it's not a critical failure, which is important. All right, so that you just barely failed. Um, you're going to take 13 points of mental damage as it turns around and looks at you and just... It's like casting a spell as it snarls and stares at you. You'll become frightened too. Oh, my. But you will not flee or anything. And it's just normal damage. So it was 13 mental damage, and then you go frightened too. That's two actions. It has one action left. It is going to bite Chester. You stop that. <laughs> Chester didn't do nothing to this dog today. Yeah, well, you threw acid at it yesterday. Pepperidge dog remembers. 31. Not a critical. Normal damage will yep. be uh, 20 points of damage. Chester 15. to 15 damage. Chester's hurt, but he could probably take another attack. Unless you rolled a lot better. <laughs> or, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, okay, so that is my turn. Spell and attack. Now it will be Isuvu's turn, who is flanking with Eleanor. Oh, I can do my stuff. I'm going to I'm going to shoot with my hand crossbow at the doll. What the dog doing? Hopefully it's dying. Ooh. Oh, it might be. Oh, 31 15. will hit for 10 points of damage, which isn't going to be enough to get over its um, resistances. resistances since it's next to these crystals. That was her max damage, too. Uh, but Oh, don't forget your bolt. Um, I'm going to yes. do my, uh, I'm going to do a trick attack and then reloading strike uh, so I can reload my crossbow and strike with my light pick at a minus four. Oh, 19 on the die for 32 oh. is going to be a hit. Doesn't happen to be a crit. It doesn't, but this is my biggest damage dealer. So Seven. 17. Uh, that will get through. Will it? This yes. is a second attack, right? Yes. Okay, so only seven damage, though. Yes. Okay. But it's still damage. That's still damage. It's sad, but it's still damage. I mean, I don't think we're going to get it to come out of this. Oh, I'm glad my stuff as a Subaru popped off. I got to do my whole, like, kit and caboodle thing. Cool. That's fun. That's a Suvu's turn. It is now Chetty Williams. My chest is going to divide the stratagem for free. I'm doing math. Those good math noises you have there. Never heard those math noises before. Or distracting him. Scared my cat. How dare. Maybe you shouldn't be such a scaredy cat. Maybe uh-huh. you should be less weird. No. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Chester is going to... I see. Do I remember... No, it's, it didn't have any elemental resistances. That's the thing. That's right. Yeah. It was resistant to mental poison and physical. Get out of there. I am glad you mentioned the poison one, because that does limit my options. And the mental. Chester is going to chuck another Lyserium at it, but first he's gonna go... No, he'll just do it standing there. Okay. Live fast, die fast, baby. Baby. 31 to hit. That'll hit. That's right. Yeah, it will. Burn, dog. They got nothing, dog. (laughs) Alright, so that is 10... 17, 18, plus 4 is 22 fire damage. 22 fire damage, you say? Yes. Okay. Ah, it is also on fire. Yes. So how much persistent damage? Two. Two fire damage. So that was one action, throw bomb. Second action, Chester's going to... (laughs) 
Get out of there. Go, go. Does that splash hurt Eleanor or... Yes, two for each of them. And for me on that. Well, (laughs) Psychir, you take four damage. Yeah, I was about to say, I think Psychir (laughs) takes all the splash damage. Uh, Chester's going to run to about right there. Because he can't get out of its range. And then he will avert his eyes for his third action. Okay. I'll give you a plus two. Go ahead and make your fortitude save. I forgot to do that for Isuvu. Uh-oh. I got a 13. No, wait. I, I critical my last time, so I don't have to roll. Last time? I thought that was Eleanor who just did that. I critical. Um, no, he did too. Oh, you did. That's yeah. right. Uh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Then, yeah, you will not have to deal with it. Let me go ahead and take care of Isuvu's, though. Put it on a special set. Uh Fortitude was a success, so she will take half of Schmeh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's that is your Chester's turn. turn. Chester, yeah. psych here. It's your turn. Uh, you got your spell back. That's incredible. What Quite. do you want to do? Move out of its range. Yeah. And then That's I'm going to idea. cast Painful Vibrations again. Yeah. Fortitude save from me. Bad GTFO touch. GTFO protocol. Bad touch. Natural 20. Oh. Uh, no damage, unfortunately. I, you can't do that. <laughs> For a minute there, I think Derek paused. Like, I thought I? about it. I was like, man, he's right. And then I was like, wait, no, he's not. <laughs> you just got to speak with confidence. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, so, Hang on. Okay. I'm going to look at something real quick. Oh, have you had your dog sick in this whole time? No. Because of the last painful vibrations? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, that's for failure. You got a success last time, didn't you? Yeah. I did, yeah. Never mind. Thanks for keeping up with it, though. Okay, never mind. The good news is... Okay, that's it for you? Yep. Is okay. based on that natural 20. That thing has to roll a 20 to crit on your uh, spell DC. I do, actually. Yeah, you're right. So the last in the order is going to be Eleanor again. You are flanking it with the Suva. You are frightened, too. What do you want to do? I am going to attempt to roll acrobatics to tumble through and make it flat-footed. And it's probably slightly less cool than usual because she's kind of frightened, but she's hoping it's effective. Get some panache back. Mm. Yeah, no, it doesn't work with a two. Okay. I hit one of my bottle caps and it kept it from rolling. bottle cap betrayed you. bottle cap betrayed you. And if I don't attack with panache, it's not worth attacking. It might be. No, I only get 2d6 plus 4. I'd have to roll max on one of them just to get any damage through. Do you have anything else you can do? I could try to feint it with deception. I feel like rolling acrobatics yeah. again is... I can't remember if it had good um, good acrobatics itself, reflexes. It has, it has good really good acrobatics. Well, I'm going to try to feint it with deception. Okay. It had really good. I also just rolled really poorly. I rolled a 2. Um, that is a total of 25 to... That's really good, but, but unfortunately, not that's not going to do it. Um, well, crap. Um, I guess I can actions. try for, um, I'm just afraid of attacking it and not doing any damage whatsoever. I mean, you still have the potential to do damage. Yeah, but Jacob, that requires me rolling max on one. Okay. Or more than a three and a four. Okay. If I roll, don't roll a three to attack, so just ignore me. <laughs> okay, so three does actions. A, does a 17 hit? Oh, no. So three actions is up. This die is in jail now. But you will go down mm. to Frightened 1. Yay! Uh, okay, that's your turn. Top of a new round. Bag Dog's turn. Let's see here. It is going to cast a spell 
And I don't know if we forgot this last time, but if I cast a spell, does that mean you get an attack of opportunity? If it yes. does, I will take it. I think. No. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I can do any damage. Find out for me, please. But it's a free strike. Um, a creature within your reach uses a manipulate action or a move action. Or a ranged attack. Uh, it's spell, does it spell have a material or somatic component? It has a somatic component, so this would trigger it. I will try. Okay. If you hit it, it might lose it. Mm. I would have to critical for that, Jacob. If you crit, it might lose it. You are flat footed, mm-hmm. or he is flat footed to you. I believe. You shouldn't. That I'm... is a 26 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, at least it's a hit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see what happens 2d6 plus 4, which requires 1 to be max, or I will not get any damage through. Exactly 10 damage. Okay, so you hit it, but it's got oh. a lot of I told natural you, Jacob. armor and resistances. Okay, still try. Uh, so, but its spell will go off. However, I'm no longer, um, no, it's not. It's still hit. It's it, not me. We need to get this thing out of the corners, out of the Unfortunately, unless gemstones. we can move away from it and draw it out, we can't. 10 damage resistance is brutal. It has one mm-hmm. action left. What spell did it cast? Uh, it looks like it's moving a lot faster now. Oh, it's haste. Oh, it's not haste. Maybe. It can't use its hasted action until next turn. I just looked that up. Ah. <laughs> I would get it at the start of my next turn. You're right. What do I want to do? I'm going to have to attack someone. I'm going to roll a die here. I'm going to attack Usuvu. So says the die. With my jaws. Get wrecked, Usuvu. Uh, that'll be a hit, but not a critical. There we go. Asuva's going to get hit by the jaws and take 21 points of damage. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, that's going to be knocked down by five because of this round. 16. So 16. So you'll take five damage. Chester's going to shout, you two, run up the hallway. We got to get away from them crystals. And now it is Usuva's turn. Uh, you tell her to do this? Yes. So she will disengage and move. Further than that past you up towards Psyche here. Uh, probably up next to Psyche here since she can double move and get there. And avert her eyes. And then avert her eyes and make a fortitude save. Uh, isn't she out of the range? Oh, she might be. Hold on. Just barely. Just barely, yeah. So she has a free mm-hmm. action left. And you know what? I would have used that one action to attack before I left then since it's still my turn here. Sounds like an idea. And don't forget, you also do your flat check for your own fire and take your damage. Yes. Uh, I make the save. The hit. Oh, the hit. Excuse me. I'm I'm also out of sorts today. Let's back up. Osuvu's going to make a hit before she leaves because she has that extra action. So here we go with the light pick. That's a hit for 29 and... Hey, some damage. Some damage. Go, Suvu. Get some damage through. Chipping away at this guy. Okay, and then, yeah, then I have to, don't have to make the save because I am 35 feet away now that I've moved next to Psyche here. Okay, cool. Sorry for that. And I forgot to deal with his persistent damage, so let's do that. Uh, I already took two, so it says Foundry. And I made my flat check. Okay, yeah. Cool. All right, Chester Williams, it is your turn. Chester will devise a stratagem. A stratagem? So I missed with a nine. That was a 10. Mm. A 10 plus 16 would be 26. I think that would hit. I mean, uh, no risk, no reward. Jester's gonna throw a acid 
flask at this creature for a 26. 26 will miss. Okay. It'll take two corrosive splash damage or acid damage. Okay. Mark that down. Alrighty. Uh, and Chester is also going to... Back out. Back up. Okay. That's the measuring tool. <laughs> back up. All right, so you devise the stratagem, you threw, and you move. Yep. You have one action left. Oh, yeah. Uh, Raise your buckler. Draw your gun. I mean, you're not wrong. Chester will drop his whip and draw the gun. All right. Psyche, it is your turn. I am going to cast harm. Harm? On it? On it? Okay. Yes. Jacob okay. looked a little Chester, jealous. Chester sees <laughs> that negative energy leave Psykir's hands and he licks his lips. <laughs> That's oddly sexual coming from you, Chester. He's hungry and he's hurt. <laughs> he needs that negative energy. <laughs> Give him the spaghetti. But spaghetti is never negative energy. It's positive energy. You don't know that. That could be that's evil a, spaghetti. That's the, what is it from? A, I saw it in JoJo. The like ink, black ink. Oh, the black ink's like the squid ink spaghetti. Right. That's the negative energy spaghetti. I don't actually think I want to cast harm anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you start casting harm like a fourth of an action. And you see Chester salivating next to you. <laughs> what? Uh, what are you going to do with that negative energy sack here? I'm going to put it away. Oh, okay. <laughs> Christ. This is why I married you. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Negative energy. So does my daddy. Oh, Lord. Um, I'm going to... I, I am going to cast harm on it. The one action, two action. or two action for the, da- for the range? For the range. Okay. And that that's, will be a D8, right? Or um, That's auto-heightened, isn't it? It's yeah, your it should be auto-heightened spell for you. Yeah, I'm going to use one. it as third level. Oh. Do you not use it as fourth? I only have one fourth. No, but you can auto-heighten it, right? Isn't that how it works? I don't think that I can... Double check. I don't have a fourth level spell slot. I don't think you need... I spent my fourth level spell. What we're saying, it might happen automatically without taking up a spell slot, but let's... Well, it won't let me cast it like that. Oh, well then there you go. Hold on, hold on. This is Foundry, so it can be wrong. Oh, that's fair. Uh, Experience enables you to cast some spells more flexibly for each spell level you have access to. Choose one spell of that level to be a signature spell. You don't need to learn the heightened versions of signature spells separately. Instead, you can heighten these spells freely... Uh, if you've learned a signature spell at a higher level than its minimum, you can also cast it's just lower level. So Drow's right. Dang it. You would spend the higher slot. So you want to heighten it to third. Is that right? Yeah. So that would be by two. So it would be 3d8 um, that you would hurt it by. So that is going to be a... 25 basic fortitude. Fortitude. Fail, fail, like, fortitude fail, fortitude isn't fail, that fail, great. Fail, fail, just fail, fail, well. fail, fail. Yeah, fail. I just keep rolling well. 15 on the die. So it's half damage, but still. Okay. Fail, 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 fail. No, no, no. Damage you want to not fail. So that's six. Six points of damage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to do with your last action there? I'm going to draw crossbow. Crossed bow. All right, that's your last action. Uh, it is now Eleanor's turn. What would you like to do? Eleanor is still frightened. One. Okay, Eleanor is going to take a movement action to get out of there. Okay. She has 35 feet when, without um, panached. Man, that's so fast. I don't want to leave Psykir at the front line, so I'm going to stop. It's short. Yeah, right here. And I'm going to raise my buckler. Okay. 
and I guess not use an action because there's not a lot else to do. It will be its turn, top of round four. It's going to cast a spell. Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, it can't. It is out of that slot. Oh, Yay! no! Sorry to be so excited. Bark. 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 Bad dog. Get good dog. Aww. No, it was already good earlier. Are we at an impasse? Is it just going to it, spend its whole turn growling at the edge of the crystals? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a chihuahua. Like a chihuahua. <laughs> That's how it sounds. No, honestly, I was just trying to do this in a cooler way, but I don't have the spell for it. It's just going to oh, no. uh, move up to you. Oh, uh does it have 30 feet of movement? Or does it take two actions to get up there? It, it's a it dog. It probably actually. has 30. Yeah. And then it has that's one action. It's uh, going to take three more actions yep. to smack, smack, smack. Mm. This uh, could be it, y'all. Chester's <laughs> hmm. Chester's back, though. I mean, for who knows who's going to die from this? This thing hits like a whole truck. I can take a hit so long as it's not critical. Truck coon isn't as strong as this dog. And it kills people for a living. Uh, but you do Isukai notice. into uh, Russia. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it does seem to uh, feel discomforted as it moves away from the crystals. That's right. You should so just. <laughs> it's going to bite at Eleanor. Okay. No Nimble dodge. Uh, nimble dodge. I got 31, so it would just be a regular hit, yes. I imagine. Uh, and then you are going to take 22 points Ugh. of damage. Ouchie. Claw Close. at Eleanor. Actually, you know what? I mean, if you want to spread the love, you can, or the spread the hate. Yeah, but I'm I'll go, take it. I'm going to go around town. Town. So second attack is going to be at Isuvu. Trying to be strategic. Ooh, oh. Baby critical hit on Isuvu. Oh. Natural 19 for 34 on the second attack. That is going to be a total of 34 points of damage. Oh, oh, that that is same number 29. I rolled. That That's is, bad. That is not 29, as bad right. as it could have been. That's still really bad, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you, Saikir, for that. And speaking Life of Saikir, third attack, because I am quickened with my spell, I will attack Saikir. Oh, no, that's bad. Uh, oh, 25? That hovered on a 20. It did. That does hit my AC, yes. Okay. Then you'll just be a normal hit for Jeez, that... 16 points of damage, which I can go ahead and apply to you. That hovered right on a 20. That hits pretty hard, Psych here. Um, okay, but that's its turn. Uh, but it is now Asuvu's turn. I just realized I, st- I stood so I can't help Asuvu flank. Well, oh, I, mean, I feel so dumb. You didn't know the dog Don't was worry go about there. it because Usuvu is going to try and do a couple things here. First thing is going to be a uh, shot with the hand crossbow. I really need a good roll here. Okay, I'll hit. Oh, nice. Okay, so that is going to be 31 to hit, which will hit. Um, I'm going to do a total of uh, nine points of damage, all of which will go through now. (sighs) Ha ha. Hotted dog. Hotted dog. And I'm going to use my sword and pistol passive ability. You're comfortable wielding a firearm or crossbow in one hand and a melee weapon in the other, combining melee attacks with shots from the firearm. When you make a successful strike... A range strike against an enemy within your reach uh, with your blah, 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 one-handed firearm or one-handed crossbow. The enemy is flat-footed. 
to my next melee attack with my one-handed weapon. So she's all about shoot with a crossbow, hit with a light pick. Yeah. Um, so that makes it flat-footed to my next attack. I'm going to use my next attack to do a reloading strike to reload my crossbow as I hit with the pick. Suvu doesn't even need my help. Actually, I'm going to also spend an action to trick attack to get more damage out of the pick. So second attack here with the pick is going to be... Uh, oh, 24 is not going to hit even with its flat-footed AC. Ugh. But I got one hit in, so that's pretty good. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me see if I could do something here. Even though it's sickened. Uh, it's not sickened. It has some kind it of... It still misses. Dang it. Its AC is really high. Even though it's not in the crystals? Uh, and then yeah. that's the end of her turn, so she has to make a fortitude save. That means this thing's got like an AC of 28. Asuvu makes the fortitude With save. A natural 16. Good job, Asuvu. Uh, that's going to be half of 18 will be nine points of damage from the gaze. Pretty hurt. Uh, Chester Williams. How the dog looking? Dog is hurt, but not dying. Dang it. But it does look weakened because it's not next to the thing. Tavai's a stratagem. That's not a bad I roll. I'm use a reaction because it hit me. Oh. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. To cast Blood Vendetta. Okay. So, uh, DC 25 will. Will save? Yeah. I have pretty decent will. Fail. Uh, oh, 25. Geez. All right, not a critical success, regular success. What happens? All right, so I'll take half of 2d6. You take full persistent, or uh, half the persistent bleed damage. <gasps> oh. Okay. Cool. That applied it to it. Good job. Nice use of that spell. Um, that means it's the end of the dog's turn, so you take the bleed damage. Well, this is, um, yeah, we're going back a little bit, which is a little bit hand off the chest PC, but let's go ahead and do that. Um, I'll just, I'll, I'll fix this by not doing it this round, but not having to check either, because <laughs> it'll break foundry if I try to go back. Okay. Because it was hand off the chest piece. Uh, Chester, you devised a stratagem. I got a 16 on the die, so whatever I hit it with is going to hit. Do you also take persistent bleed damage like here? I saw it's on your sheet. No. Okay. Let me uncheck that then. Just the gun wouldn't do a lot of damage. Well, it does decent damage now that it's no longer having a 10 resistance. Yeah, but my bombs would do more. The thing of it is, is how can a Suvu take two damage? Yeah. Okay. Eleanor, Eleanor can here. take two damage. Y'all able to take two damage? <laughs> at this point, I'm pretty sure I've done enough splash damage to each of you to have killed you one time at least. Probably. Over the lifetime of Chester. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I will chuck a... Oh, I'm out of those. Oh, what do I throw then? Tis Ugh. the nature of being a melee character. Oh, jeez. Um, Are you out of bomb? You might just have to shoot. Eh? No, it's just uh, there's ones I'm saving for other enemies shoot, we may meet. Shoot, 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 I will throw an acid flask. Okay. Moderate. 32 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, that Everybody else takes two damage. And this thing will get 2d6 persistent acid damage, and I will also roll some acid damage because of my precision. Okay. 9 plus 2 plus 2 is 13 acid damage. Okay. And now it has persistent bleed and acid. Okay. That yeah. was one action for Chester. So, Psyche, you'll take... Six, because you'll just absorb everyone's damage. Not mine. Oh Remember, not God. mine. Oh, no, 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 yeah, never mind. Uh, okay. So That's how right. many will I take? Just four. Four. I have 21 hit points. Ouch! All right, so Chester, you devised the strategy and you threw a bomb. Now what? Uh, now I will... We got two more actions. 
I'll just try to shoot it, I guess. Okay. Like... Uh, your multiple attack penalty. Yeah. Put that down. Just try and shoot it. I might actually hit it. Um, that will be a 18 on the die, plus 15, plus 10 is 28. 28 will hit. We know it's AC. <laughs> ah. Uh, it changes, so don't know it too much. Well, I know, I know. It has going to be 2d6 damage. Hey, it'll do something because it's not Seven resistant. plus 2 is 9 damage. Okay. And then for my last action, I will... Yeah, reload if you want to Reload. All right, yeah, it's getting hurt bit by bit. That's your turn. Psych here. Okay, I'm going to cast arm on it. Okay. The touch uh, version. Touch version. Are you heightening it at all? Yes, third level. Third level. Okay, fortitude from me. Uh, I think I just barely passed. 27? Mm-hmm. Okay, just barely. So that is going to be oh. oh low rolls in the D8s. Nine points of damage halved for it. But that's only one action for you. You still have two actions left. I'm going to cast harm on it. <laughs> oh, I see. Hurt. Is this Hurt. another third level or second? Second. Okay. Uh, so that'll be 2D8, another fortitude. Uh, five on the die. That's a fail. Full damage. Yeah. Uh, oh. 11, you did it. More damage with the second level spell. Pretty nice. cool. Nice. Uh, okay. I'm going to cast harm on it. Uh, oh, you did the one action. I see. Yep. Another second level or first level spell. You should heal yourself. I want heal to yourself. Kill it. Okay. I can't. Oh, you can't. Oh, that's right. Your curse. Have you used a focus point? Yeah. Oh. Another natural five, so full damage for one full D8. Uh, okay. Four damage. Uh, yeah, it's not looking great now. What about the bleed? Uh, that oh, happens on its, its turn. turn. Okay. Uh, so that's three actions, all of them to harm. Man, you're making Chester salivate over there. This is my best chance to survive. Yeah. Uh, okay. Eleanor, your turn. Am I still frightened? No, you should be not frightened now, I think. Oh, yes. Okay, I am going to attempt to tumble. It's got really good acrobatics. I'm going to just move to there. Okay. With a move action. And now it's um, flanked, thus flat-footed. And I will try to faint. Okay. To get my uh, panache. Okay. Just had to turn off Frightened because that'll help me out. Bunch of spells. That was a bunch of spells. Oh, oh, uh, does a 33 do it? That'll do it. I have panache. All right. All right. So uh, now I'm going to attack with my finisher, my precise strike. Do it. Let's see. Come on, die. I believe in you. That is a natty 17 Uh for a total of 33. Oh, okay. Normal hit. All right. I um, I didn't think so. It's got a really high AC, but let's do it. Finally, I get to do damage. (laughs) Yeah, and it's uh, going to be resistant. I've been trying hard to be a good sport about not doing anything. Um, This is 23 damage. Jeez. It is not dead, but it is on death's door. And I (laughs) moved, fainted, and attacked, so I'm done. Yes. Oh, psych here. I hate to say it, but you finished your turn and didn't avert your eyes. I need you to make a fortitude save. Oh, 29 will succeed, so you're going to take half of this. Uh, So you'll take 13 points of damage, which is really not great. Really Uh, hurt. Uh, now it's its turn. This dog's got four attacks to do. Bleed. Uh, that'll at be at end the of end of my turn. turn. And that might actually kill me between that and the acid. Jeez. Rick. And I don't have any good Johns near me. I got a low AC because I wasn't able to twit on my buckler. Hit me. I think it's pretty smart. 
then it might going, notice that if it attacks Isuvu, I'd also get hurt. The real question is how spicy do I want to be? Not. Low spice. We're, we're American. We can't handle too much spice. It's going to attack Eleanor first. Oh. Okay. You, I use Nimble Dodge. With the jaws. I swear, if you end up like knocking us all down and then dying. 25 <laughs> to hit Eleanor. Miss. Oh, to Because miss. of Nimble Dodge. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh, he's going to st- strike Asuvu with the claws. Natural 20. Oh, no. Usuvu. Uh, oh, low roll. Asuvu is going to 21. take 21. Uh, are you still up, here? I have three left. Oh, oh boy. Dang. Well, is Usuvu 21 still up? will knock Usuvu out. Oh. No more flanking, buddy. Asuvu will go to dying one. Dying two. Two, excuse me. Boy, that's Why a lot of conditions because she went down on a critical. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. That's two actions. I will then spend my uh, third action to one. <gasps> Stop two, it. If you run away, it'll die in the other dimension. Three. Stop. And I can't use my attack of opportunity because I nimbled the hutched. Uh, and it is going to cast oh? a spell oh, oh. as it runs into the... Uh, or use one of its abilities as it runs towards the crystals. However, since it has a bajillion persistent things going on, uh, look, oh my God, look at all the dice that roll when I hit the next arrow. Uh, it, what's going to happen narratively is with from the acid and the bleed, it runs to the crystals and it starts to have that purpley like runes go around it as it's about to run into the angles, and then it just dies. Bleeding and acid. Is it is its head in the crystal, but its butt's hanging out? You mean like Al died bleeding and acid? Yeah, it's like running, but it got stuck in a physics object. And good, die a horrible death, you bad doll. We gotta heal Psyche. Stabilize on Usuvu. You stabilize Usuvu. She will no longer be dying. You've solved my bad dog puzzle, and that is where we're gonna end this episode. Boy. Ah, Good you job. Have three hit points, Psykir? I meant three. Oh, and by the way, <gasps> all of you can take a bottle cap oh, for okay, defeating cool. the, one of the hardest encounters in book two. I thought we were about to level up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. We are also on threads, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon Podcast. If you'd like to support the show, check out our coffee page. You can find us at coffee.com slash third gallon. That's K-O dash F-I forward slash third gallon. Our theme music for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfie Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash Michael Gelfie. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hey!